Dua Nishi Hao. Okay, no, I don't know if that is actually what I thought it meant or not in Chinese. But anyway, welcome to another fabulous episode of Expect Entertainment. I'm your host, Glenn. Tanner. Glenn, Glenn, I'm Glenn. <laughs> I, threw, I threw that off. I pointed at you too early. I'm Tanner. That's Glenn. Um, He's yes. over there. I am over here. We are talking about something really special today. Marvel has done it again. The difference between Mandarin and Cantonese. An orange? One's an orange and one's a language? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the first thing that I think of. Why is it called Mandarin? I wondered that too because he made that joke in the movie and it's like, wait, is it not called Mandarin? Is that not the language that they speak? Anyway. Uh, So we're talking about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's about time. Uh, First off, let me just go on and say... This movie was miles ahead of Black Widow. Let me just get that out of the way. Oh, yeah. I love Black yeah. Widow, but this movie just... It stuck. And it, it stuck all the way through. I didn't feel bored or lulled at any moment. Maybe yep. it was... I think it was because I got so used to seeing Scarlett Johansson with all these other big Avengers that her by herself, it was just like... She can carry it, but it's, there's not much she can do. It's boring. She didn't do nothing. Yeah. And I, I thought it was going to be more like a born Identity kind of movie, and it really wasn't even like that. Yeah. It was less... We, we have a whole episode about why we hate that movie. Yeah. Not so that we go, hate it. Go up. We're, we're plugging that right now. Go check out our episode. I wish we had numbers on the our episodes, but go listen to our Black Widow review. We do, but it's... I don't know what episode it is. That's how we need, I think we need to start doing episode numbers. Nope. Written... Um, I'll organize it all one day. But I do love... I love this new movie. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. I didn't... Uh, once again, I love that Marvel can take any character that they have they have under their belt that I've never heard of, or if I have heard of them, I don't know anything about them, and they just they make a blockbuster. I, I, make it fresh. I wish I knew what it, what, how they got this formula and what, and what their path is to doing all this. It, it just It doesn't seem like they're going to fail. Yeah, I thought Black Widow was close. Black Widow was the closest I've felt to fail. Not, not I can't say failure, but that that just felt like a the, bad the, seed. The lowest end yeah. of the spectrum to yeah. me. I, and I thought it was. And I hate to say that because I love that she finally got her own movie, but it was way too late. And even compared to like Thor: Dark World or Ant Man and the Wasp, it was still yeah. lower than it them. I it just... didn't contribute to anything. I mean, that's what that was the main that was the main point we we sold across was that like it didn't contribute to the rest of the universe I mean it did in one subtle way and that was only due to the the end credit scene yeah which is pathetic that that's it <laughs> and funnily enough we were already introduced to that character before even that so. and yeah I mean that's COVID's fault but still uh, but, so uh, Shang-Chi and the yeah, Legend of the Ten Rings uh, let me give a little history for those that don't know the Ten Rings have been around since the beginning of the MCU they were the organ- terrorist organization that kidnapped Tony Stark in 2008 when he first became Iron Man oh really so the flag behind him was the Ten Rings logo oh you're right um, the guy even had one, that was a, just a ring on his finger that had the uh, wow <laughs> ISIS wasn't even a thing then that was still the Taliban or fucking Al Qaeda that's interesting um so we've been hinted at this from the very beginning, um, and they didn't really tell much in the first, the first movie. I mean, obviously it, it was very loose, and it was the first time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, they didn't know what they had back then. But it was funny how though, they were still hinting because the Mandarin in the comics is one of Iron Man's biggest, mm-hmm. biggest uh, villains, and even from the first movie, they hinted that that was ever, always going to be like a thing that 
happened, funnily enough. Nifty. They never really met. Anyway, Tony's dead. So, moving from there, we get subtle hints throughout the rest of the MCU. Every now and then a Ten Rings mercenary will pop up with like the tattoo on his neck. And in the first Ant-Man movie, we have yeah. one pop up. Um, and even before that, in Iron Man 3, we had our first, what we thought at the time, was exclusive look at the Mandarin. Ben Kingsley showed yeah. up. Yeah. But it turns out in that movie, he was playing the actor Trevor Slattery, hired by Aldrich Killian, a.k.a. Guy Pierce. So none of that was real. That was just another terrorist What a cluster. Uh, so we have, we've had a little mix and match of ten rings throughout the entire MCU. But, but finally now. got it. 24, 24 Which movie is this? In. Is this the 24th no, movie now? No. 5th. 25th now. Because I'm pretty sure there's 22 and then 23 was Far From Home. Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. 24 is Black Widow. Now Shang-Chi. The 25th Crazy. film. And it's one of the strongest of them. Even, even I will for an origin. S- I will say, yeah, uh, for an origin movie this late in the game, which they're kind of, Marvel's kind of like restarting. Like it's now, like their but, formula, yeah. though. They're, they're always going to have origins pocketed or yeah. picked and pulled from I was I was movies. always really worried, because definitely with the, the last like big origin that we kind of got was Captain Marvel. Yeah. And I did not care for that too much. That was, that was kind of iffy. And Believe so it or I was, not, I, th- I thought it was better than Black Widow 2. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 <laughs> Which yeah, yeah, is yeah. sad because even that one it's was true. That one was very low. But like a- after seeing Captain Marvel, I was like, "Ooh, man, origin movies this late in the game is like really weird." But to be fair, like Captain Marvel came in super late on that arc. Now Marvel's kind of done with the Thanos thing. We got this well, kind of even, restarting um, thing going. Even Bla- uh, Black Panther had an origin late. Yeah, Black Panther did ten, really ten well. Ten years into the MCU, we were still getting an origin. Yeah. Movie. And uh, then now Shang Chi, and it's it's really good. It's really good. Yep. So the the movie starts. They figured off, it out. The movie starts off in ancient. I, I assume that was China. I don't think it actually said where they were in this when it first started the movie. But China. it shows the Mandarin as he was a uh, thousand years ago when he first got possession of the rings, and he was like a very powerful warlord conquering the world. Various battles. That various was yeah. That was really kingdoms. interesting. He was kind of like the he, he was the legend of like because like he turned out to be uh, what was it like Genghis Khan was like the tease in there that he was he was Genghis Khan. I mean, kind of. They didn't really this name and specifically, that and that. but he was just like he it was, was the teasing conqueror. that he was the guy in all the conqueror. the history of being the main leader, murderer, crazy guy. Right, it's and that always because he's immortal. <clears throat> yes, that was one thing I thought was very interesting. The fact that the key, the rings, I was like, I almost said keys, the rings make him immortal, um, which I don't know if that, I don't know much about the Mandarin. Yeah, I, I didn't know anything about this. I do know that the rings for the movie are like more like bracelets that wrap up his arm. Yeah. Where in the comics it was ten it was actual, actual like finger, finger rings. rings. Yes, I but knew that. But they said that they changed it because they didn't want people to confuse them with the Infinity Stones and the Gauntlet. I can see that. So they, they, they completely changed it all. But honestly, I think it looks better. I think it does look it, better. It feels more Marvel Cinematic Universe this yeah. way than seeing a, a a creepy Chinese guy walking around wiggling his fingers yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> doing various moves. It would almost look it would probably be almost exactly like 
the gauntlet. One would light up, and he would do something special with it. Or yeah, seeing seeing the the way the rings worked in the movie was like really really cool. I liked the whole style of manipulating them and stuff, and imagining them being like rings. Yeah, it would be. It seems really dorky, which probably you know that character was created way back in ye olden yeah, day, like the seventies, when it worked <laughs> when it worked as a ring, because it works in a comic book with rings, but on a movie screen, it would it's be hard. really it's lackluster. And like I said, they they didn't want to compare it to the Infinity Gauntlet, so people might get confused. And yeah. But they knows. they did really good. Whoever whoever like came up with that idea, like give mm-hmm. them a gold star and a chocolate cupcake. And going into what you were saying, I really liked that they incorporated the use of the rings like with the combat moves. Yeah. So it felt more fluid, like they actually had to do something with the yeah. rings rather than just They did a really good them. job with like blending like the kung fu Chinese fighting styles with the mystical Marvel Universe world. It was cool how they blended both of those together. So we're introduced to the Mandarin, and turns out, well, he's not really the Mandarin. He doesn't like that name, the Mandarin. It's a made-up name that the Americans, the the or, apparently the, or, yes. the terrorist organization <laughs> that Aldrich Killian came up with, stole that name and used his mercenaries. I think he actually got assistance, but then he gave he came up with that name and kind of went rogue. With That's it. racist. Named him after an orange. I mean, that's what he does. Um, so, throughout his journey, he finds or he's learned about this ancient, uh, this ancient village. He doesn't know much about it, uh, and it takes almost a thousand years for him to find it. Up to nineteen ninety, he ages, he mid- ages very well. He did. Um, <laughs> to be fair, he's immortal though. Yes. So he finds uh, this woman hidden in the in the trees. Turns out also these trees are part of like a living maze. It gave me that very, was really cool. It gave me Harry Potter vibes from the the maze and Goblet oh, of yeah. Fire. It yeah. would always change and close. The hedge and, maze and Goblet of yeah. Fire. and uh, I, I, that's just what I got from it. It's the same thing, but with bamboo bamboo yeah. stalks. Um, gave, I, I liked I like gave me those. crouching tiger hidden dragon vibes where they do the fight in the bamboo trees yes that I'm glad you bring that because that's actually one of my favorite things in the entire movie the the kung fu tango is what it's been yeah. referred to and I what I mostly liked about it was the fact that it was a fight but like this is a villain and like in, even as the story progresses mm. this was his like kind of turning point he, he realized there was more to more than world. conquering yeah, the world. He found love. Almost a th- it took him a thousand he years to find true it. Love. Uh, but I think it took the fact that she kicked his ass. He had to find yeah. somebody that could beat him uh, for him to fall in love. Um, but I, I really loved the choreography of that. At first, it was hard to to for me to visualize because you could tell in certain stunts when they when they're on wires and they, yeah. they like leap across and do like special moves and stuff. And it was a little noticeable in that first scene a lot more than, say, the rest of the movie. I don't know why specifically there it was, but... I liked it because what was really cool, like like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, a lot of older kung fu movies, that's that's the thing. Like, that's what they do. They do these crazy, like, soar across the screen and a wire thing. So it was cool to get that, like, touch of... Because it's not an American movie at that point, you know? Like, it's they definitely hit on the Chinese-style mm-hmm. movie-making and whatnot. And you're like, ah, oh, that's just like the old Korean movie, you know, or the old Chinese movie. 
which is really cool. They they blended that well, and it worked really well because Marvel's in their like magic world, so like you know it's it's a fantasy world. So you're like, oh, it's believable that that's real. It's not just it's so it's it's so interesting how weird they, power like even, they could have possible magic powers because it's the Marvel universe. But now, now that you've mentioned the whole magic thing, it's really interesting. Twenty five movies in, it it really does. It just feels like it's it doesn't feel odd to see them yeah. do certain things because we've already touched on all those notes already yeah. throughout the entire up, up until this You could this watch point. like you could watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and they do so- cool sword fights, and then you get to the bamboo like tree fight where they're swinging across the bamboo forest, and you're like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. But it fit like that style, which is very known in Chinese like movies and stuff. It fit seamlessly in Marvel because like you just instantly write it off as like. This is the Marvel universe. It's like they have the powers to do that, probably. Yeah. And, and it's see, like, like I said, it didn't really bug me so much. We never ever thought about connecting that until now, you know. It, like I said, it didn't really so much bug me as it, it just it just looked odd. I, I, you because in even Def, in, even definitely in a that, Marvel definitely movie, that first fight was like very like showboaty about it. Like I said, even even in a Marvel movie, we haven't really seen much that looks very obviously like wire work. Yeah, they've got. They're usually they're up close, and you can mm-hmm. really see the combat. That one was more wide shot. I was like, oh, it looked. It reminded me more of like when Wanda's like the coming into a, uh, coming into the field. Yeah. Of she's just like le- levitating yeah. at an angle. But I think it's just I think a they I think thing. they did it on purpose to kind of like hit I, I to the Chinese style of movie making. I agree. I, I didn't think about it until you had brought it up, but I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So he's fallen in love with this woman. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Forest Lady. Sure, she had a really cool demon mask. Um, I liked that too. They did. They did an amazing job with like the Chinese. Culture. I wish they did like, a little more. I feel like it was just right there at the beginning, and then really at the end. Yeah. Didn't do too much of it throughout the middle. Other well, um, in San Francisco, what do you? Expect? Well, I mean, even at the Mandarin <laughs> compound, the, the Ten Rings compound, I didn't, it, they didn't have a lot of inspiration. It still felt very, like castle in the mountains. It didn't feel like a Chinese castle in the mountains. It just felt like a fortress. It felt like Red Skull again. It reminded me of the fortress in the the DC universe for the the League of Assassins. Oh, you know what? Now that you say that, I, I see that also. Just I, I could see Christian Bale coming yeah. out of the mountains with yeah. his blue flower. Yeah. Um, so he's he's led a, a solitary life now. He's not. He's very happy. He's had a family. He's got a boy and a girl, Shang Chi and Xu Ling. I forgot for a second. It's Xu Ling, lady. Um, that's our first movie, by the way. Um, we'll get to that really? when, we, when I come back to her. Um, so we of, get introduced, actors and, and, and the mother is telling him about the homeland, that ancient village that the father was never allowed to go into. We find that out. Um, and she's just talking about how the story goes and how they have power deep with inside them, and as long as they have the heart of the dragon, uh, they will be powerful. And they will be always be connected to their that homeland. And then she dies. We don't know that yet. It cuts to uh, <laughs> him in the future. He's grown up it's 2023 and he survived i'm assuming he survived the blip oh yeah it never it never really mentioned they like, mention it but they never they talk, talk about them personally whether they survived or not yeah. i would assume that they did the blip happened in 2018 and he's wearing a, a class of 17 shirt 
in the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, in that early phase. So I, I'm assuming he graduated in 2017, uh, which makes me feel so old. Huh. Um, so it, it's, it's hard to think about because like, that's a six-year time jump from graduation. Yeah. So he's either 23, 24... Which I could I could see they're they're getting these younger people in to play these characters, and also they they name dropped a couple of time jumps in there. It was like yeah, they talked so about it, the blip it, it, it here kinda, and there. Well, not just that. But... Like when uh, he left the compound to fight uh, and left his sister, he was gone. He yeah, said, like six he's years. Gone for but like, yeah. he was gone for six years. But he was actually gone longer than six years. But it only took her six years to realize yeah. that he wasn't coming back, and then she left. So it's like he was fourteen when he left. Plus the six years that that she waited until so she there's left. twenty, and then I don't know when and she then, left. She, yeah. I think she said she left when she was sixteen. She looked older than sixteen, so it's a little confusing. Her actress age. looked really old. though. The age isn't isn't yeah. important. We're and not we need, need to move on. <laughs> so uh, we could calculate it all day long. We find out about this this guy, and he's just living an average life. They're both valet. Him and Aquafina, which. Aquafina did an amazing job in this movie, a lot better than I thought she would. Yeah, I was out of every character, actor and actress, she was the one I was worried about because she's been sadly hella typecast as the like funny comedic comedic Chinese actress. And I mean, and three quarters of the movie she is that. She she is that, but she does it very Marvel restrained. And she she's she, <clears> she, <throat> like I, right I love properly. her sarcasticness, her her facetiousness, whichever yep. you want to. Whatever word you want to the use F to describe her. Or the, the S word, either one. Funky fresh. Uh, but she's clearly the same Aquafina. She's wild card, ripping and roaring. She likes going on adventures and stuff. Um, but they don't know much. She doesn't know really anything about Shang-Chi. And they just, they're, they're, apparently they've been best friends since he got to America. So they've been friends for over 10 years. And. They, throughout the beginning of the movie, they they act like BFFs, but they also kind of act like they're a couple because they go on like a couple's date with another couple yeah. at the beginning there. So you think that they're together, but then they never really say they're together. And like, one of the grandmothers was like, "When are you gonna marry her?" And he's like, "Oh, we're just friends." And so it's like very plutonic yeah. BFF lovers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one day they're just riding the bus. One morning. And Machete comes out. Yes, and before I even get to there, I, I, I do want to mention that once again in this movie, they showed us Marvel characters vulnerable and drunk and at clubs. I don't know what, what the kick is about that lately, but that's something that I've been seeing in a lot of that's Marvel true, movies. That's true, yeah, in the, last, in the last couple. Even the, show, the shows, God. too. Uh, they like showing characters drunk and just Party. dancing. I don't know why. But funnily enough, one of the songs that they were singing was Old Town Road. That's right, for and like a blip of a second. Funnily enough is that song came out in 2019. I can't remember the name of that, the the rapper. Hold on. Um, was it Lil Nas? It might have been. Yes. Uh, and it was funny because he came out after that movie came out. He was like, yes, I didn't get blipped. Oh, uh, yeah. Because the song yeah, came out song after came the out blip. After so the blip. He, survived, he survived the blip because he was able to release the song in 2019. <laughs> um <laughs> Which I thought was really interesting. Uh, Comedy. But anyway, so back to the bus. So they're on the bus, and they're just having a normal day, and all of a sudden this Chinese hobo thug, because he looks kind of like both, 
He acts like a thug, but he's dressed like a hobo, so I don't I don't know what he's going for. He walks up and he's like, he sees this amulet around Shang-Chi's neck. And he's like, give me the amulet, no one gets hurt. And Aquaman's like, you know this guy? And like, and he's like, no. He's like, what do you want, bro? And then he was just like, you know exactly what I want. Give me that, give me that necklace. And the switch is flipped. Uh, I promise everything will be fine. And then they start kind of, he reaches for it and he pushes him back and he starts getting up and he's like, well, man, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And he's like, uh, is like, who the hell are you? And then the guy starts to attack and then he does like this big falcon punch. Chinese falcon punch. Into this guy. It makes him fly like 30 feet. Everything changes from the front of the bus. moment on. Uh, all of a sudden, the rest of his group comes out from the back of the bus and we just have this really dope bus kung fu battle. I found I found it I found that very interesting of all things that like he didn't tell Aquafina that he was like this super duper kung fu guy cuz even even before that there's a scene where they talk about how they meet in America and like he was getting bullied at school or whatever and she came in and like she said she she interrupted the fight by singing Hotel California and I was like this guy's a super duper kung fu master. I was like, why do you have to save the day? Hey, it's safe, and she safer. never even knew. And and like and then this whole bus fight happens, and she like freaks out. She's like, I don't even know you anymore. And I'm like, why didn't you tell her that you can just do kung fu like really well? So he could have easily just said, I, I take a class on the weekends. Like yeah, he could have said like even the lightest thing. I was like, why did you not tell her at all? I get why you didn't tell about the family and stuff, but like. He doesn't have to tell her all of his it's, skills. It's kind of obvious the, gi- the giant ripped man that he is. You think Aquafina would go? You can't defend yourself, you little, you little. But I guess I mean loser even, kid. Even, even like, to be fair, no, the, he's ripped and knows how to do kung. <laughs> the the less less eyes on him, the better. So I guess it's just who knows. It's just like Spider Man. He, can, he can't play sports because he'll be too good. Reasons. So Shang Chi can't like fight in competitions because he's too good. He'd win every time, and then his name would get out there. His father would uh, find him. We get we get another another arm man. They're doing that recently too. Arm manipulation. And yeah, people. and I'll be honest. This one I was a little weirded out by. So this is Razor Fist. He's a he's a comic villain. Uh, actually, a, an actual like old comic villain. Sounds old. Razor and Fist. What I thought was weird was the the it's like there's nothing there's no arm there's just like a, a metal cap on his yeah he's, he's lost he's lost like what from from elbow down well it's like it's like or was it higher like up just past the elbow just past the elbow so he's missing that or on, on the forearm and he has a big metal nub on the end and what I thought was weird was when he does that he he like when he pulls the sword out like I thought it was the type of spring thing. loaded. Well, yeah, but I thought it, 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 it looks like it just kind of shot out of his yeah. arm. Yeah. Like, the, like the I was blade was there. in his arm. Yeah, that's that's what I thought, too. That blade's really long, and I was like, man, that blade's going up in his arm, or it, like, or it I was, materializes I, I, having, somehow. Having seen the movie twice, I still can't tell you if it was either in his arm, or if it, like, gets created by yeah, nanotech, create, or yeah, nanotech or something. Yeah, nanotech or something. Because he was like, chink, and it just kind of flicks yeah, out. It, it seems like he kind of spring-loads it, or whatever, but it's like... That blade would be going and up in his arm arm. Another reference that makes may even clarify even more, towards the end of the movie when they have to use the special weapon... That's true, he, he breaks takes, it off. He, he breaks yeah. it off, but then he takes the new one and, like, a clamp comes out and, like, um, grabs it and, like, pulls it towards him. So I'm like... Fancy 
fancy technology. Was that blade in his arm? And that it kind of freaks me out thinking that there'd be a just a, a giant blade, blade like in, in his arm. arm. It's like I can't <laughs> fall or else he'll stab through my shoulder. It's not like Wolverine. Um, but actually, thinking of that, I say that that's, that looks, that's a closer. It puts us even closer to maybe seeing a Wolverine yep. character yep. having yep. something yep. like that. Uh, but what also I thought was interesting was that particular character was white <laughs> and Russian or yep. Serbian. He was Serbian, yep. and he's like with these Mixed Chinese, with Chinese kung people. fu artists. How, how like, did you get here? He's, and also he stuck out I'm not gonna lie I saw the movie twice and mm-hmm. the first time when I saw it I thought I saw him in the back of the bus he's just got yeah. this big green he just looks he's like a, me- a big a big <laughs> person and then like I definitely saw it the second time I'm like he sticks out like a fucking <laughs> turd in a punch bowl like how can you tell me they got on this bus either before or after and didn't notice and just didn't this just big see Sasquatch guy. man with one arm just <laughs> not no, it was just it was just so obvious. Um, so anyway, the fight ensues. Razor Fist starts attacking. He cuts the bus in half. And what was interesting was I didn't notice these buses when we were in San Francisco, but apparently they're there. The it's, screen it's, buses. It's the double deck. Yeah. It's the double trailer buses that are connected by a hitch and a freaking rubber sleeve. Rubber, rubber seal. And yeah. he cuts yeah. that rubber seal, and then the bus is like freaking out. It can't take all the weight and the shifting. First of all, I don't know why she decided to go downhill. I don't. San Francisco, you don't have a choice. You're right. It's, like, it's all. <laughs> Let's be right. honest here. You're either going uphill or you're going downhill. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, and I thought it was so silly when she had to find a way to stop this bus because he cut the brake lines when he cut the bus yeah. the sleeve in half. And she, so instead of like, instead of going downhill, she did at one point, she turned like right or left and it's like, okay, that kind of goes uphill. You're doing good. That, that you want to do that. Yeah. You would, you would think, but I guess they would start going backwards, I guess. If you but even still, you would have to slow down enough. And I think it would have, it still would have been better than just careening downhill faster and faster and faster. So she can't stop. And there's a big fucking dump truck apparently taking up two lanes of traffic he's he's all over that his ass is huge he's all over that fucking road and she decides that she can't bump just crash into him even though that's a fucking five ton block just sitting there which to be fair would have been smarter to do I don't know they probably all would have died if she just rammed in the back of that thing it's a, it's a flat bus maybe she could have got hurt but she would have gotten I, I bet sandwiched nah, he would have saved her no, he, he was quick. He was monkey jumping all over that. You saw him like monkey bar swinging on the the rear view mirror. Let me in the door. So as the she ends up taking the bus to the left of the dump truck and just decides to barrel over barrel over all the parked cars. Of the nicest looking cars. It was there was like an Audi A4. I think there was two or three Lamborghinis. It was like it was like it was like nice cars like. <laughs> multi almost million dollar cars and ka-chunk, 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 well, and she's she's smart because those cars are made of just aluminum foil so they'll crush easy so it won't cause damage to the bus riders but it will also slow the bus down I don't think she was really thinking that she's about val- she's a valet parker so she knows this see that's you, you gotta think about it no, she's a I valet parker of fancy so. cars because she she they get that fancy car at the very beginning on their valet job yeah, so she knows fair. about fancy cars so she knows like oh these are nice cushions they're, they're, she saw them they're like these are cushions these are cushions uh, I can I can ram into a garbage truck and we can all die 
or I can go and and ride up on some cushions. What are you gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna take the cushions. Truthfully, I don't know, but <laughs> she caused a lot of damage to a lot of cars. It was like twenty. And she cars. saved fifteen people's lives. Tell that to the owners of the cars. Yeah, it's their problem. Um, they can take it up with the Avengers insurance policy. So. As that fight, came, sorry, I, I skipped a small little portion. Before she ended up crashing, she did turn super hard right, and uh, Shang Chi was able to kick Razor Fist into the back portion of the bus, and the back portion disconnected uh, from the front before yeah, she stopped. Yeah, they got, um, they, got, they they separated. And after they got out of the crash, find out uh, Razor Fist actually pink. grabbed that amulet and. They don't know what to do. And the first thing that Shang-Chi thinks to do is, okay, I have to go find my sister. Which Aquafina didn't know even had a sister. And the reason why he thinks he knows where she is is he got this postcard in the mail that's got a dragon, an origami dragon on the front of it and a, a Japanese or Chinese address on the back of it. And he, he just thinks that it's from his sister. He doesn't think that his father would have done that. So... Yeah. He doesn't give much thought to it. He really doesn't. So he flies young all the way to China, and we find... Actually, we finally get the first... Uh, Aquafina gets his her first official uh, knowledge of his name. It's not really Sean, which she thought it was all these years. It's Shang Chi. That was, that was really funny, too. I thought it was funnier when the stewardess was like, uh, beef or vegetarian? Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? Beef or vegetarian? And he was like, oh, well, then, then vegetarian. The beef, please. And they're like, uh, we're all out of And she's like, oh, well, sorry, we're actually all out of the vegetarian. And then Aquafina's just sitting there like, well, then beef, right? Because that's all you've got. Yeah. And, and then, then she's, she's like, like, so what do you want? It's like, the beef. And then like, it was just such an awkward well, yeah. moment. It's like, what that's, else? What that's a, all you got. Like, Give me the only thing that you got. I mean, why would you keep, why would you just stand there waiting for someone to answer that question? It's just like, you only have one now, so it's like, obviously I can't choose. Um, and the awkwardness of air flight. So we've flown all the way to China. I can't remember the name of Macau. It was Macau, China. Because we all know where that's at. I don't. I don't yeah, I know, don't. But I just re- I remembered it was Macau. Uh, and it's so interesting. Macau. That they, every city they show, even if we don't know it, it's like a big-ass city, and I'm like, I don't know any of these well-known cities. Um, like, uh, what, what was Lagos? Rip-off. Like, that was rip one off from Hong Civil War Kong. that I had never seen or heard of before. And it was actually a fairly decent-sized city. Just imagine rip-off Hong Kong and you got Macau. I guess. Or Beijing. <laughs> uh, so we finally get there, and it turns out that the address that was on the postcard is to a secret underground fight club. That her sister does run. That his sister does run. And not just runs, owns. Owns, runs. What's but what's funny is throughout, we start, when they first get up at the top of the elevator, the guy that introduces himself is speaking Chinese, and he was like, oh, busboy, he's like, three million, yeah. three million views he's in two YouTube, days, he's you're YouTube famous. YouTube famous from the bus and fight. he sees Aquafina, and he's like, oh, you're the bus driver. <laughs> And he starts speaking Chinese, and she's like, "Sorry, my Chinese sucks." And he's like, "Oh, it's okay. I speak ABC." I speak ABC. I just, and I, I don't know why. Just when he said, "I speak ABC," I just, I'm, I start laughing. And I just think that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. And it's just funny because they, they refer to our language. It's just like they it's refer so to silly. our language as the ABC language. Um, 
Not so English. We, we're walking through several different corridors. Everybody's there's several fights. There's a couple magic people. There's we see an extremist guy who's in there fighting. He's orange and glowing. Yeah, um, that was cool. And then we get up and we find out that Chong Chi's about to fight. He was supposed to. He, he thought he was signing in to get into the building at the beginning well, uh, on the yeah, elevator. Yeah, yeah. Turns out he was signing a waiver. Signing a waiver to fight. fight. Um, and before he even fights, we see couple famous Marvel characters. They're side characters, Two but they're famous, famous now. Characters. We see Wong from Doctor Strange. Don't know why he's there. I guess he's just trying to make a little money on the side. This was interesting. Yeah, this was interesting because you find out like after the fight that they're they're in cahoots. Yep, and he's fighting Abomination, who is the same Abomination from Incredible Hulk. Tim Roth has come back and do and it is is Abomination again. Uh, I, he didn't really have any speaking lines in Shang Chi, but he's supposed to come back again. In uh, She-Hulk. So yeah, what was yeah what was interesting was like Wong and Abomination are fighting, and then they fight, and then afterwards you see like both of them like leave together, and Wong it looks Wong, like it looks like a Wong, training ring. Wong makes them. the ring portal, and they and he's like, "Come on, let's go like back home or whatever." It's like well, he he called him out. Just, he was like that, especially in the fight. He like punches him really hard. He's like. That hurt Emil. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, "You want to see what it's like?" And then he, he makes him punch himself through one of those ring. Yeah, mirrors. he punches through the ring. And uh, at the end of the fight, he ends up saying, "Man, you told me you were gonna start pulling your punches mm-hmm. better. Like that was that was hard. Like and he's like, come on, let's go.' But yeah, practice. like they they both leave together, and I was like, wow, they just they're just working together now or something. I mean, hey, that was really that was really money, interesting. That's a money maker right there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, hey, every now and then you take a dive, every now and then I take a dive. We just split those profits. But it's but it's interesting to see that like cuz, you know, Abomination was like the big bad guy in the Hulk movie. It's like now he's like under lock and key by the <laughs> the freaking wizards of Doctor Strange. It's like how did that come to be, you know? I, I mean, we last time we heard about Abomination, he was I mean, he was in captured and he, they were thinking of putting him for the Avengers initiative I don't know if you watched those one shot videos I didn't watch any of those one shot ones uh, I don't know if, which ones are on Disney Plus or not I, I still have them on my Blu-rays but there was one before Thor and it was with Coulson and mm-hmm. the story was something happened on the way to Thor's hammer <laughs> yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. and he, gets, remember, he goes yeah, to a gas station to get some and these guys try to rob it and he like he's a good guy so he stops the robbery and whatnot. but while he's on his way there, he's talking. I think he talks to Fury or some other agent about who he could recruit, and they mention that Abomination wants in. He wants to be part of this initiative. Hmm. I'm assuming just so he could get out and fucking fight yeah. whoever he wants. But it was funny that they mentioned him then, and we haven't seen him since. For all we knew, he was dead. Um, turning a new leaf, maybe. So after that fight, Shang Chi goes in to fight, and he turns up fighting his sister. Uh, she's their top champion, and they have a little bit of a back and forth. She's kind of kicking his ass a lot, but he's not really fighting, and he's acting like he he's going to fight. But then, sister. at the very end, you think, "Oh, she's she's okay. She's not gonna she's not gonna hurt him." And then she like fucking drop kicks the shit out of him, like yeah. knocks him right the fuck out. Um, Big ouch, ouch, ooey. What what threw me off? The one thing I didn't like was uh, the actress they got for her. Like she just seems. She looks so much older than he does. And it's possible that she might be. And yeah, she I mean, she probably maybe is. I don't know. I, I haven't looked at the uh, birth date. But I found out that's her. that was her first role. Really? And I thought she was pretty good. Huh. Yeah, she died. Especially yeah, if, yeah. if, she, if she's she, never... She wasn't, like, the greatest in that whole, like, cast. But, like, she didn't do, like, bad by mm-hmm. any means. Um, so you find out that she's in charge of this entire place. She owns it all. She built her own empire. 
and she's like, why are you even here? And Shang-Chi's like, hey, you sent me a postcard, so I thought you needed me. And turns out she didn't send that postcard. The father sent it, and to lure him out and to get both of his children together again at one point, at one in one spot to take him. And shit starts going down. The Ten Rings show up, and they start causing all sorts of chaos. And I'll say this. They had a really weird weapon. It was like a hook blade, but it was like electrified, electrified yeah. hook blade. You know, it, it looked like a Star Wars it's trippy. Weapon. It's the it's uh there's there's some fighter in Mortal Kombat that has those. I can't remember the name. Yoshimitsu. That's freaking. Or no 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 Cabal. Sorry. Sorry Cabal. It's Cabal. Yeah Cabal. There we go. Yeah yeah yes yeah, It's, it's those. those hook swords. Yeah the the blades with just the giant barbed hooks on the end. Yeah. Savage. So it was those, but they were electrified. And they were electrified. But it didn't really look like they were doing that much damage. Just. But yeah they yeah they were. They only ever used them to shock. They weren't really blades. Yeah they never yeah they used them as freaking cattle prods at the end of the day and I was like you know those things will just gutterize someone if you actually used them properly. Really? Uh, so they end up trying to escape and they end up on the side of a building, Shang-Chi and Aquafina. She doesn't think, she's like, hell no, I'm not going to do this. And he's like, it's the only way we got to come out here to get to the elevator. They do the attempted Jackie Chan fighting. And all of a sudden more of the guys start coming out and he starts fighting while she gets away. And then out of nowhere at the last second uh, we see another explosion, and the... Oh, I can't remember the name. Yoshimitsu comes out, and he has to fight Yoshimitsu. Yes, uh, more or less. I can't remember. <laughs> Hold on. The, the one special Ten Ring Man, who uh, was kind of a letdown Death in the Dealer. whole movie. The, the character's name is Death Dealer. Oh, Death Dealer. Wow, yeah, even with a dope name like that. And the thing about... This character is—it's another really, really old character that's been around in the Marvel comics for probably about as long as Razor Fist and really Shang Chi in general. And they have a really dope fight, and it's so freaking quick. I, and I even that fight, it to you. yeah, that fight in in just cinematics in general is insane because of how fast it is. Because a lot of times in movies. And even in Chinese movies, like, they'll really slow it down so you can see all the fighting stuff. Mm -hmm. This one, like, was not slowed down. Like, you could not keep up with it. And I was going to say, even after the movie, I was like, where's that scene from the trailer where he, like, grabs the knife midair and you're like, dude, it totally happened. I'm like, it did? I didn't even see it happen. It was so fucking quick. It was so fast. Um, But that was, like, the extent of of Death Dealer's role in this whole movie. In, like, early parts of the flashbacks, he was like, Smacking him with the stick when he was training him, he was yeah, like he was like, like his mentor. He's he trained out. He was like the guy who trained Shang Chi. But then, mm-hmm. like, we never really get much from him. And there's uh, like one more scene with him after the fight scene at this point in the movie. Yeah, we'll get to that here in a moment. Uh, uh, he su- he was super cool and like they really like highlighted him because he had a whole different costume. He had the fancy mask didn't thing. Talk. Didn't talk, and you're like, this guy is interesting. It made yeah. me think that he was more the villain. Than the Mandarin, I mean, yeah. They, or, and they also made it feel like, oh, this is somebody that I'm supposed to know, but they they're shrouded. Yeah. I don't. And he's gonna find out. God forbid, it was the mother. Yeah. <laughs> at we, the end of it, the day, it or had something. it had the Black Widow feel. Of like, who's the Taskmaster? Yes. It, who's the Taskmaster? Who's this? Point, who's this wasted, guy? You know. Both of them wasted. Who's this guy? You know. Both of them got wasted. Taskmaster and Death Dealer. Anyway, 
Um, so at that point, the battle ends. Uh, the Mandarin comes up, uses the rings to end the fight. And he's like, my son. My son, come with me. Come home. I've missed you so much. And This is where the story took a turn at this point. I was surprised. Yeah, this is where story we really went see after this. Uh, the kind of person that the Mandarin really is. Because it kind of highlights it throughout the movie and the trailers and stuff. Like, he's going to be the bad guy. But and like, the fact that we've heard about him since the first yeah. Iron Man, it was just like building up this super hype. This super murderous, uh, evil man. But he's kind of not. He's just a, he's just a regular guy. <laughs> he's, he's just sad he was, that his wife he, died. He was he was really evil in, back in the day, but like now he's he's got a special mission. And he thinks his wife's still alive. Yeah, uh, so he's he's brought both of his children there. They've recovered the amulets. Uh, well, they were the ones that took them in the first place. <laughs> the Ten Rings. Um, and the Mandarin has explained to them that he keeps hearing his mother's, or the his wife's voice calling yeah, so to he, him. He thinks that his wife is alive somewhere and that he can get her back. Or actually, he thinks she's in uh, Talo, the the spiritual village that she grew up in. He thinks that they're keeping her soul or her spirit. Yeah, they're, they're or something keeping her hostage her. or something uh, at her home village and for since whatever never, reason. And he's never been there. They wouldn't let him in, so he's been determined to find it. Um, and so, he needed he needed the little ambulance that the mother gave the two children to figure out the map to get to the village. Which was actually one of my other favorite parts of the movie. It was a really cool scene. He takes the two jewels and puts them in the eyes of like this dragon carving and they light up to look like dragon eyes even and all of a sudden water starts dripping and pouring out of the walls and just explodes around them. Fancy 3D water. Um, Space water. But then the water lands to the ground and then all of a sudden it forms like crystal bamboo trees and it shows shows the, the pathway through the maze to get to the more to get more to the Chinese village. mythology style blended in with the Marvel mm-hmm. fantasy world style. So, they, did a, they did a really good job of like honestly how well that just magically blended together. Except for the few references, I could see this as a standalone, just not Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole movie because that's that's how well it worked out. Was like all the Chinese mythology and like stuff they used blended so well with Marvel fantasy lore. Mm-hmm. It was it was crazy just like how no one ever thought that it would I don't know that we not that we never thought about it but like just how seamlessly it blended together. Right. If anyone was ever worried like oh they can't do a kung fu movie in freaking Marvel universe it's it stupid. It. It's like no it blended 100% <laughs> perfectly. Uh. It's like why didn't we <laughs> ever think about that? So the kids don't really believe him but they're kind of going along with it so he puts them they're his children and he still puts them in a dungeon uh, but they're not alone in this dungeon they have a guest and it turns out to be ta-da Ben Kingsley Ben Kingsley he, uh, if you didn't watch it as well there was another one shot after Iron Man 3 with him yes he was in prison he was taken into jail as for being the Mandarin even though it was just a role and he was in prison, and then this guy's doing an interview with him, and turns out this interviewer is working for the Ten Rings, and he was sent there to kill uh, Ben Kingsley, or or we think that he was sent there to kill Ben, ben Kingsley, and turns out he says uh, the real Mandarin's out there, and he's not very happy with you, and he he, want, he, he wants you to come with me, or he's going to do something to him, so he, 
He ends up taking Ben Kingsley with him, and they escape the prison. And they just put him in another prison. Really? Uh, so <laughs> you we, can't we, be we in an American prison. You gotta be in our prison. So we haven't we haven't seen that character in eight years, and I thought it was really funny that Ben Kingsley was still willing to come out and do this again. Yeah, that was cool. I love when really really good and high up praise actors like him come in and do stu- super silly roles. It's the dorkiest role, and then eight years later they're like. You want to come back and be dorky do again? again? You want to do something dorky? He, oh, yeah. he must have obviously had fun with it. Um, but you find out who he is and that he was uh, the terrorist organization, or the face of the terrorist organization, and all of a sudden this furry, he's a struggling actor, just evil. trying to make his way in the Hollywood world. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, the fact that instead of, he, he was, he thought he was going to get killed, but he said he performed his Macbeth, That's and they, right. they ate it up. And he said he's been doing weekly performances ever since. And she's Aquafina is like, so you're basically his jester. jester. He's like, you know, you kind, yeah, kind of. Uh, all of a sudden, this little wobbling pig creature, six-legged furry pig, winged yeah. beast with no face, walks out, out, and they they start freaking out. And Ben Kingsley's like. Wait, what are you talking about? And they're like, that, what is that right there? He's like, wait, you can see him? And his name is Morris. And he's like, Morris, they can see you. They can see you, I'm so happy. And he he thought he was That was the funniest thing, that he thought he was insane for seeing this crazy creature. But nobody else has been down there. Uh, (laughs) But the creature somehow recognizes the the Shang-Chi and his sister. I guess he, the scent or something. He smells their village blood. He knew their the, the creature knew the mother and he's saying all these things. Ben <laughs> Which, Kingsley can understand, can understand him somehow. He's been, he's been there for eight years, man. He's had time to talk with Morris. Uh, he's can, even sensitive. He even knows that he's sensitive about not having a face. Understand Morris's grunts and purrs somehow. Uh, so Morris tells him that he can actually lead them to the village right now instead of having to wait the three days like the Mandarin has to. So they escape and they take Razor Fist's car, which is super decaled and decked out. Which it's got his name printed on the a side. A Forza Horizon custom-made car. <laughs> which, uh, and as, as Shang-Chi's about to get in, which was another funny moment I thought was, Ben Kingsley's in the front passenger seat. He's like, Can I, I have to sit in the front. I can't really sit back there. I get nauseous. Yeah. But he's already in the car. It's like, how did he even get in the car that quickly before they Ready even go. noticed? Um... So they end up escaping, and they make it to the trees, and we hear, we, we have various conversations about, oh, actually, you know what, I need to talk about this one. This was like one of my favorite conversations that Ben Kingsley had in the whole movie. So he's talking about his passion and how he got to be an actor. Yeah. And he's telling how he, he went to go see Planet of the Apes with his mom when he was a kid, and at the end of the movie, he was just so happy. He asked his mom, how, hey, mommy, how did they get those monkeys to do all those things? And she was like, it's just acting, sweetheart. And he said, at that moment, I realized that I wanted to be an actor because if they could get those monkeys to act like they were riding those horses, then imagine what I could do. Imagine, imagine what they think of me. And I just, I laughed so hard because even still, he thinks that they're real monkeys. 
riding these horses, and they were, all of a sudden it was always people, people in masks. He thought that like the horses like weren't real or something, and the monkeys were like real. No, he thought that he thought that they, they like they were pretending to ride horses, like that they were they the, the monkeys were just acting. Yeah, they weren't they weren't actually like riding horses, and they were just acting that they were riding horses and stuff. It was so funny. It was just a silly thing to hear, and it's just, he was just like even to this day, I, I'm still just amazed at that, and I'm that like. They got those monkeys to act how like they, they were riding those horses. Like that. And it's horses. just like, bro, come on. Really? Um, so, <laughs> they finally make their way through the maze, and we start to see some cool-ass Chinese lore creatures. This is where it gets really cool mythological. We see nine-tailed foxes. Yes. There was a dragon horse thing. Those were really cool. Uh, more of Morris's more species, whatever they are. Furry pig flyers. Um, and then as we drive up to the actual village where all the people are, we see probably one of the coolest things I've seen. All all of these, my life, I've loved seeing the, the Chinese rendition of lions Yes. on their artwork. They just And you've got one right here. The, the, uh, the, the shisha thingies or whatever they're freaking and called. I just thought that they were so cool, and they made them look real. Like yes. they brought that design and made a creature look real, like that. They had the the, the mouth and everything. Yeah. And it just looked so badass, and uh, they had the big braided rope hair and stuff. It was and all, all like jazz. curled yeah. up and stuff. It looked it was just super cool. It it really all of those creatures really like it hit the uh the, like the de- the detective Pikachu vibes, like the very realistic Pokemon looking yeah. stuff. Cause like they had the nine tail fox in there, and I was like, oh, that's a po- that's a freaking Pokemon Literally, now. That was, that like was the, the first thing. I the lion, the lions the kind of invaded like, things. Like, oh man, it's dope. There was a little baby nine tail that had like one tail, but it was like splitting it did, out, it and I was like, start, oh, was that's like that's split. really cool to see kind of like that he evolves into the nine tail fox. Like it's Pokemon. Um, <laughs> you get that, to see where Pokemon originated from Chinese yeah, mythology. Yeah. Chinese and uh, Japanese mythology. So they get out of the car, and the people are not too welcoming. <laughs> what was so interesting is that they pull up in the car, and, like, they don't bat an eye that they've brought a car into the village. They bat an eye that they've just come, period. I'm like, you all brought, like, a, a trippy Forza custom car. They don't care about that. They care that they're there. I'm like, you all rolled up in a car. In a Which makes me curious, building. like, how connected are they to... Because apparently this is like another dimension. Is what the way they they marketed it, or the yeah, way they, they described it? Yeah, they kind of marketed it like, like this waterfall, and then they like yeah. went through like a instead of a, a spark ring like the Doctor Strange and all of them use. Yeah, it was like a water one. Yeah, it was like the and it went in the opposite direction. I don't know if you know. So it was, it was that. cool. It was cool to see that that like we're yet again in the magical world or whatever. Um, but we get there and the auntie comes out and she saves the day. She recognizes them and is like, no, nah, no, nah, why are y'all being mean to my, my niece and nephew? Like, they just got here. We're family. We love them. Ohana, I love them. Ohana I love them. means family. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch. Um, so they welcome them and she tells them all about Talo and how her mom uh, grew up there and stories and stuff like that. But then the, uh, they say that the I'm sorry, Shang Chi and the sisters say that they need to start preparing because their father's on the way, because he thinks that uh, their mom is here, and then the aunt's like, "Why would he think that?" This and yeah, this was cool where we figure out why he thinks that, and apparently like he's being corrupted by the so there's like demons that they've sealed off, 
and the soul the tin rings were like part of what sealed it off or whatever the power of the no, tin rings uh, sealed it the, off. Just just the fact that the the creature behind the wall mm-hmm. knew that the power of the rings was strong enough uh, to, to break it. open the and door. So he just I don't know if they were necessarily connected. I figured they like had to that. be connected somehow because he was uh, so the demon behind the wall, the big one, was like speaking through the ten rings to the father and pretending so I'm, I'm sure to be his wife. We just don't know yet. Uh, They're both magical. Well, power, because, because power of what beings. they said in the, during the end credits makes me think there's there's going to be more to it than that. But yeah. Um, yeah. So also before uh, we find out that and they realize, okay, we've got a defense. So Aquafina goes to archery training. Uh, the sister goes to the kunai, uh, kunai chain the, training. The rope. Yeah, those things are dope. I guess it wasn't a chain, it was a rope. Um, it was cool that they still did what I... I always, every time I see one of those on screen... I'm always wondering, are they going to do the move where they kick the weight yeah. to somebody? And she did. She kicked it right Yeah, that was it. really cool. And I, I was so happy just to see it. Because you never really see it. They usually just kind of do they usually the twirls. Just do the, yeah, I never see them. Because the weight usually just stays in one hand. They, yeah. I, they don't usually incorporate it in the movies. Um, More Chinese fighting. Shang-Chi and his sister get this nice, awesome dragon scale armor. Which you find out is the only way... To kill the demons that are behind the wall, uh, which is also made of... It basically turns into Game of Thrones. Kind of. (laughs) Um, So, he shows up, the Mandarin, and he's like... Shang-Chi also learns how to defeat... Oh, yes, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, I'm sorry. And within the two-day period they have to train, he magically learns an entire new kung fu fighting air I don't think it was that much more. It was more, I think it was just more about, like, inner, the inner strength. It was controlling the winds. That was something else, too. I was like, oh, you can make leaves fly. It's like, Shang-Chi, razor leaf. (laughs) Well, that's Chinese mythology. I know, but just just seeing it. Control the elements. It was just seeing. It's like every every they were just like making wind waves. That's all it felt like they were doing. Hey, hurricanes can do some massive damage. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Don't make completely. fun of hurricanes. Um, but you're right. She she teaches him how to beat the father because the mother was the only one who was ever able to do it, and she learned how to fight there. So he figures that out, and the father finally shows up, and the father is done done fucking around he, he thinks his the, wife is in there he's determined time. and instead he's of being psycho. diplomatic he the, well, he tried to be diplomatic I'll be honest he, at the very when he first got there he, he tried he first got there he's like I'm gonna go to that door don't stop me and they're like yeah we're not gonna let that happen he's like well I, right, I asked burn it down I asked he did try <laughs> he, he attempted to, to find peace uh, so they, he's not 100% bad but he's you know, not giving up his and like, way and that's what I loved about this character and other things that I'll reference at the very end. Uh, they're very grief. This is a grief-stricken villain. Uh, yeah. We don't see a lot of that. I feel like those villains are like more like borderline heroes. They're not really villains. They're just. It's like a hero that lost everything. I mean, he was a yeah. warlord though. So he's, yeah, he was he's evil back in the day, but he kind of changed his ways. Um, so the fighting ensues. Uh, the Ten Rings start fighting off the villagers of Taolo and. Really, it's kind of one-sided. I feel like a lot of the Ten Rings were kind of kicking their asses. I don't know why. 
Uh, they were doing it was kind of back and forth, but only like the main heroes felt like they were doing anything. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of I didn't I didn't I paid attention a little bit to like the background fights, and it it wasn't really like going anywhere. <laughs> like it, it was, was just like, it was just kind of background eh, noise. Yeah, yeah. Eh, eh. eh. It's like they just kept. It was, it was mainly it's like, like look at the main characters, yeah. look at the cool stuff they're doing, and it's like yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Everyone matched up like the what did the sister fought the she fought razor, razor fist. fist and then you know, um, like Shang Chi went after the dad and and that was pretty much it. Aquafina was just kind of shooting people Aqu- with, or shooting arrows. Who but, who was fighting Yoshimitsu guy? The the ant the ant went up against Yoshimitsu a bit, right? I don't. It didn't really show that fight with them much because yeah. it, it quickly turned back because. Uh, the man but the walked fa- into yeah, the, the father hut. just kind of like he was just like, walked on. I'm outie. No and one can no one can stop me. He was uh, he was paying respects to the wife's grave. I'll bring you back to life. And then him and the son have a little talk. Yeah, it was then, interesting that he was giving respects to like the wife's grave when he's like, I think my wife's alive behind that. I door. think just because he <laughs> saw her he saw her picture and he he hadn't seen her face and it was just. Like, I am being manipulated by the demon beast. Also, that in the, that's tradition. Just the way yeah. that they did it, um, and so he kind of starts fighting him for a little bit. He's a little outmatched. He's kind of holding his own. Shang Chi's got this like dragon scale staff that he's using Shang, to fight. Shang Chi tries his best, but the Mandarin, the ranger, is too powerful, and he gets the better of him, and he pushes him down into the water with the rings. And then he does his freaking matrix jump, which I to thought the was other so, side it, of the it, lake. It made me think of the. Uh, moon shoes. Do you remember moon shoes? Oh yeah. He just he just bounced <laughs> bounced his way. It was cool though because like he uses the rings as like giant spring loaders. Which I basically. thought was also interesting. He's like, I'm gonna land. And here. it was cool because yeah, when he landed, he did it too to like brace his fall. I was like, oh, that's, that's nifty. So he's made it to the door or to the the dragon scale wall. It's a door. giant dragon scale door to hold the demons of the soul suckers and back. And he starts punching at it. And what I thought was really cool was the way he did it. He he like he, he punches his fists together, and then all the rings went from one arm. Yeah, it was cool. He, he started punching like single handedly, and then he realized that wasn't it. And then so yeah, he did like he a big. He got all one. ten rings to one and arm then, and started doing. And that was the, a. The fist big. of the North Star. Yeah, that was basically. A big old <laughs> uh, that was a cool moment. Cool moment. So as he's punching on the door, little cracks start coming up, and the plates start shifting, and little tiny spawnlings of this the giant creature. This is where it went from freaking Chinese mythology, happy fun Marvel movie, to straight up freaking Dark Souls. And a couple of them start flying out, and they make their way across the water to where the, the fight is. And the first person, the first person they're that all, they kill, they're all looking and like it's the, death dealer. The village people are like, "Yo, we gotta work together because these freaking death spawn demon soul sucking monstrosities are going to kill us all if we don't work together." And they're like, "Nah, we're not gonna do that." And then yeah, yeah, it the fucking- soul the soul sucker comes, and the first guy they pick is the fancy Yoshimitsu death dealer guy, and he dies like. And instantly, his, his it just soul, takes his soul his instantly, soul and he just plops right to up. the ground. And it's like, really, he, you didn't give him nothing. And I, that he, man got one fight, and then nothing. Freaking flashbacks of training Shang Chi. That was uh, it. But after it takes that soul away, another one comes up to Razor Fist, and he's grabbed it, and he's like trying to slash it. And every time he slashes it, it actually goes through and looks like it does damage. 
but then it like goes yeah. into reverse mode and like forms back together. That so was it's like really cool. He couldn't do anything to it with his weapon, and then the aunt comes over and smacks it with her dragon scale weapon because dragon scale was the only thing that can defeat these creatures. And he's like, "We will help we you. We will work together." <laughs> He's like, okay, guys, stop fighting, fight those things. Um, and they all form a line, and Aquafine and them get their bow and arrows, and they're about to start shooting because the father just keeps punching and punching at the wall, more and, and more and more of those things start coming tentacle out. Tentacle bat spawn soul suckerlings just. As those start release. to come towards them, we go back to Shang-Chi. He's in the water, and he's just kind of dead. Shang-Chi about sinking, to freaking drown to sinking, death over here. And he's look, it looks like he's over top of a geyser. Uh, or just like an underwater cave. And it's just like a big hole in the ground. And you see air pockets, air bubbles just start coming up. But they instead of like going around him, they start going like up and into his nose. Yes. And he's all of a sudden he can breathe and he's been given oxygen. And when he looks up, something comes out of that hole and starts swimming around. And it's a big... Giant it's the water dragon, dragon of life. The great protector is what they called it. I'm so that's so that's name. heavy Chinese mythology as yes, well. The water that's dragon. The, the water dragon of, that created life in Chinese mythology. And so that that was really cool to see, you know, like it gives it gives life back to Shang Chi and, and that dragon turns out to be super freaking dope because yeah. he, he starts fighting. It immediately pops out of the water and just starts chomping on groups of those flying Eat little buggers. Them. And something I thought was interesting was it didn't even have to do anything. It just touched them. Yeah. And they would like burst into flames. Um, the power of the almighty life dragon. So he comes out there and... That dragon was 100% like well done too. Yes. Like it, it, it really it looked amazing. Of, uh, the, the way it was animated was amazing and everything. It looked it it's funny really because really I wonder if we would have thought it looked nearly as good if we hadn't just seen Raya. Because that, that was borderline the it's same. It's the same. I mean, yeah, they play the same character in Chinese mythology, the water dragon life bringer. So, so I, I just thought it was. <laughs> I, it just, I think the, the reference it's was just the, bigger. It's the fact that that's what the dragon is described and looked as in Chinese mythology, uh, but it, it was rad and. Shang-Chi. So Shang-Chi is riding this dragon and he jumps off to fight his father uh, because he's got to stop him from breaking down this this big old gate. We don't want the boss to spawn. No. So <laughs> they start fighting and Shang-Chi finally starts to incorporate the moves that the aunt taught him that his mom used to defeat him and slowly during that battle he's able to like the rings, they leave the Mandarin, but then they, like, morph into Shang-Chi's aura. And yeah, Shang-Chi, like, his, takes over the rings in this fight. Even unintentionally. And what was really cool at this moment was the, the rings changed color. Mm, they were blue like the, the entire yeah. movie until they went to him and they turned gold. They turned gold, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I really liked that for just whatever. It was really cool to see the color change. And the, the only thing I can think of in my mind is that was just their energy. Yeah. Uh, the Mandarin's yeah. dark, evil, so it was blue, and it was like lightning almost. It was like, yeah, it was like Star Wars lightning force when, powers. Uh, when Shang-Chi had it, it was Shang-Chi's gold. Was and it was golden like sparkles. Glow. It was like, yeah. a, it was like sun glow with uh, particle effects. Particle effects. Yeah. Um, so he's he's kicking his ass. They're going back and forth, and then all of a sudden, I don't know why he thought this was smart. He already saw that 
Shang-Chi had a few of the rings, but then he's just like, you know what? Let me just throw the rest of them underground and attack you and that was really see cool too happens. i like i loved the like the ideas they came up with he he yeah he threw the rings underground and they like snaked underground to try to like pop up landmine and get him i was like that's really cool like that's a clever nifty little idea another cool part in that battle was when they they locked rings with each other and they were like yeah stretching the, yeah. the bindings between them and he was like he had half and he had half and they were just like kind of struggling back and forth with them. It was cool to see how, like, the magic of those rings were able to be manipulated and work and stuff. Uh, but he finally ends up, uh, I think he ends up launching one of the rings and it caused, like, a collapse and it finally broke down the door. I can't, that's, I don't know why I'm missing Yeah, some, somehow the, 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 the door, like, how that breaks apart. Ended and yeah. The door breaks open. Uh, but Shang Chi gets all ten rings, and but the creature comes out. And oh no, but he doesn't, he doesn't have the rings yet. Eldridge God. He Shang Chi had the rings floating around him, and then he was gonna do the big Kamehameha, mm-hmm. and then he was like, "No, I'm not like you. I, That's I, won't, right. I don't do yeah. this." And then he picked up the rings again, and I guess that was right around the time it had just had enough damage because I think it just kind of broke out at yeah. that point. Yeah. And then. Mandarin has the rings, and all of a sudden, the big demon Dark Souls creature comes Fucking out and Eldritch Horror. whips him up with its tail and starts sucking his soul out. And in that little bitty moment, he had a cathartic, he you know, goes, cathartic moment. And well, if I'm felt, dying, I guess I'll give the rings to someone. Like, you were right, son. <laughs> this demon thing's eating my soul now. I'm. Here. Oh, it's <laughs> not. It's not my wife. I was wrong. Now These we're are all yours dead. Now. You, you Maybe you can save the day. And I liked how he did it. He just opened his palm, and it, just like how she said uh, when she, uh, the auntie, was training Shang Chi, he kept using closed fists. Yeah. And she opened up his fist, yeah. and that's how we fight. We fight with open fists, and you can, you, can, you just have yeah. a lot more control. You got the flow movement and to control. I thought things. it was interesting when. The Mandarin soul was being sucked out. He did that too. Yeah. He he unclenched a his lot of fist. Good, a lot of good symbology. Definitely, even in the, the, the even transfer. in the first fight there between the father and son at the door, it like mimicked the the father and mother fight mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, because he, he the the father was getting taken advantage not taken advantage of, but the the uh, Shang Chi was having the upper hand and like yeah. guiding him around. And yeah. The father's just looking. I was like, what the yeah, heck? So like, where the hell did you learn to do this shit? So, we gotta wrap this up. The creature's now out and about, and it's big. It is huge. It, it is monstrous an looking. Eldridge horror. I've indeed. never seen anything look look like that, especially like, in a Marvel movie. I would, yeah, I was definitely shocked to see like, that, looked like an that in a Marvel movie. Because, yeah, that thing was straight up like Hellboy horrifying. And I was like, this is a kitty Marvel movie. Like, the whole movie was like, you know, I mean, all Marvel movies are kitty to the level you know right. but like after seeing those monsters i was like we are we are entering we're shit. entering like a uh like a really bad level here i was like we gotta we, we gotta tone it down a strange bit. in the multiverse of madness i can only imagine <laughs> we gotta, shit we're we gotta turn it down a little bit guys we're gonna uh, get pretty bad here <laughs> so the creature's out and it starts heading towards the village and the dragon stops it and they kind of have a little yeah, back the, and forth. So the giant, yeah, the giant water dragon uh, summons its water serpent versions of itself, which and is really cool. And they start to make like this whirlpool binding thing. Yeah. that's got the creature, and he's 
looks like he's on the ropes. He's about to die, and then all his little tiny spawnlings are like, "No, master, no! We've got Feed souls, it souls for you. yeah, souls, souls." Literally turns into straight up Dark Souls, and it, it literally just starts feeding its souls, and then all of a sudden he's he's super strong now. And what I don't get is he didn't get the dragon didn't get stronger, but yet. It was able to overcome the creature later, you know. Anyway, so after it's taken the souls, it broke out of the water it whirlpool. It spins those souls like hard-earned cash. And this time, it's grabbed the dragon, and it's trying to eat the dragon's soul. And we see it slowly go up the dragon's body. It's like the souls in the tail. Like, come on. <laughs> you have to go through the whole length well, of the it, body. It didn't, like, go from the tail. It, it was pretty, it was closer it pretty to, much like, was. his chest area. So we see the soul creeping up. Shang-Chi is on the back. So is the sister. And they're like, brother, you've got to... You gotta. It's time to do our showtime move. Yeah, and then uh, the the girl starts falling. Mm. He's like, "You gotta let me go," and he's like, "I'm not, I'm not leaving you ever again." And oh yeah, Aquafina like almost falls off, and he he grabs onto her, and and she's like, "You gotta let me go, cause the dragon's gonna die." And he's like, "Nah, I don't give a fuck." And I was and like, "Uh." All of a sudden, that's what I was like, that's We're in trouble if you don't, dude. <laughs> that was right when uh, her arrow comes out. Uh, before uh, Aquafina oh, yeah, the, shot yeah, it, the Yeah, the sister's falling, and he's like, I'm never letting you go again. And I was <laughs> like, well, you all are both about to die. But then, yeah, Aquafina saves the day with her arrow. But before she does, uh, the old mentor guy who was training her how to use a bow, he gets eaten by one of the yeah, soul. that was kind of weird. I, I was like, really? Why'd you have to get rid of He had no real reason to die. He had. N- he was literally in the movie for like five minutes. I mean, he was a decent was character, like, but I mean, he didn't have to die like dead. that. Um, so she f- shoots her arrow and it goes right through uh, the, the right demon through creature's the, the soul sucker Adam's apple, the soul sucker muscle. Uh, <laughs> it's gi- it looked like a giant frog. Uh, so she shoots it. It's got a big gaping hole now through. The dragon's now released itself. So thank God that someone was smart. Paying attention and watching <laughs> what was going on in the distance. Like, hey, somebody, somebody shooting at Shang-Chi definitely wasn't going to drop his sister and help uh, save the day. So, they end up coming back and then, once again, the dragon, this is the part I'm talking about, like, after all that, the dragon is still just able to whirlwind up some water again and then it was able to just trap it again and hold it. It couldn't hold it the first time. It didn't get any more strong than it did well, the, the, the monster... The it, it held the monster, and then the monster got souls, so it got more powerful. Right. And then... And it never got more powerful than that. It never got more powerful than that. And then it lost power, because it got an arrow through its neck. Did it lose neck. power, or did it just get a hole in its neck? I don't really think it lost power, because it was still glowing. If you perfect. get a hole through your neck, you're going to lose some power. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't care I, mean, I don't care how I, I, big I, I, of a beast you are. I can plug it up. I can plug it up with my hand. You, that ain't going to make you immediately go, I'm 100% again. Well, it depends on <laughs> if it's a hole or a slit. If it's a slit, then I'm fucked. But if it's a hole, I think I can plug a hole. You're still not going to go Give me a pen. 100%. You, got, you got a pen, I'll do an emergency tracheotomy. <laughs> it's still going to hurt, and you're going to be a little weaker. But I'll breathe. And I'll, I'll still be alive yeah. anyway. But um, the souls, the souls escaped maybe from the throat maybe. as well. But they, where'd they go? They didn't go back to the body. I thought that was gonna happen. No, I thought they once just, they killed they the creature, pooped. that all the people would come back. But they, they went to the Chinese Valhalla. So they've trapped the creature in this other whirlpool, and Shang Chi's right there with the dragon. He's like, you know what? I gotta end this now. So he shoots all the freaking rings like down the creature's throat. Yeah, and they're in its this stomach. 
and he shoots himself up into the air. And as he's falling, he's doing like this move that all of a sudden he knows what he's doing. Even though he's had these rings for ten minutes, yeah, he knows the ultimate move. He used he knows cheat codes. The ultimate freaking and Konami. You can code. see the ring. It, it, the rings are making a giant ring yeah. on the creature, and all of a sudden he just goes, "Hua!" And then it just, and it just blows up, blows the creature and up. He jumps up on the hydra's everywhere. back. Uh, and he saved the day. There you go. And. Funnily enough, it really kind of just goes to the end, more or less, right after that. They do a big ceremony for all the people they lost. They do a funeral, yes. They uh, like the little lanterns, and then the water dragon's like, yay, It lanterns. swirls around. I thought it was going to, like, bring them into the sky, but it just kind of swirled around them underneath. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. they're all, okay, now they're all together. I was like, if he causes a tide pool, those candles are going to go out. Yeah, they're all, I thought, well, I thought that, was, that was another way. I was like, oh, so he can, he, he brings them in and that shows their passing or something. He's um, the life dragon. He curdles all life. But from there, we go back to San Francisco, uh, Shang-Chi and Aquafina, they're talking to those, that same couple that they went on a date with earlier and they're talking about this entire adventure and the girl's like, okay, are you done making fun of me? She's like, yeah, I was, I was oh, yeah, they, you they I said you weren't doing nothing with your life, and now all of a sudden you come in with this grand adventure and you think you're superheroes. <laughs> and uh, while she's having this rant saying that they're making fun of her, behind them, the Wong fire ring comes portal. in and Wong comes in. Uh, he's like, you two, I need you. He pulls a Doctor Strange. He was like, Tony Stark, my name is Doctor Stephen Strange. I need you to come with me. He, he pretty much did the same thing. For whatever, like, for whatever reason, he asks Aquafina to come too for no purpose. I think because she just she knows about it, just because she was with him that yeah. whole time that she's she's in the game, so it's like might as well part of it now. Uh, also, she had that training, so maybe that maybe she's gonna he get more training. That. He knew he, if he knew <laughs> that she was with he him saw, that whole time. He saw that she was at the that he she was at the Fight Club. He saw maybe. that she was at the Fight Club, and that was maybe. it. Because ah, oh, you're his companion, I guess. Uh, but he's like, you need to come with me. You've opened up. It's literally an Avengers moment. You've you've just become part of a much larger universe. You just this didn't was even know really it. interesting. So like, yeah, when the rings started activating, it like sent out a signal. Oh, they you're said, They ahead. said we it sent ahead. out a signal. That was next. But yes, you're right. Uh, the first mid-credit scene, we see Wong with uh, Shang Chi and Aquafina, and he's talking to somebody else, and they're analyzing the rings. And the person he's talking to is Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner! And funnily enough, which was... Or not fun... I don't want to say funnily enough. Interestingly enough, he wasn't Hulk anymore. Yeah, he was actually he Bruce was Banner. He was back to human, and he still had his arm in the sling yeah. from the snap. So I don't know if that... Because of that event, he can't stay in Hulk form very often. Or something's going on. Maybe he's gained control of the beast again. Someone you know? I saw someone said a theory that when he made the snap... It drained him of oh, all his yeah. gamma energy, but he still was Hulk after that for a little bit. So I don't know. Um, not only is he there, but Captain Marvel's there too, Yay. and she looks horrible. I don't know why they they keep changing her hair back and forth, but this one looked more like a they, wig. It, they it don't looked, know what to do. With it looked her. like my hair. It just looked fuzzy and all over the fucking place. And yet again, they I I don't like what they're doing with her at all, and it's like. She's in this scene for literally 30 seconds, and she's like, yeah, it sent out a signal, and she goes, well, I gotta go. Well, that See was, ya. That was what I thought was actually kind of funny. And I was like... Uh, 
when, okay. when they said that they were sending out a signal, Shang-Chi was like, to who or to where? And then all of a sudden, her thing goes off, a warning. And yeah. it's like, oh, sorry guys, I really gotta go. Gotta go, you can get my number from Bruce. So I, I wondered if, I wondered if it had correlation, the event that she's going to do that had something to do with that beacon. Doubt it. Doubt it. Um, But you're right, she says Bruce has a number, and he's like, I don't have her number. I don't know why she said that. Um, but then they, 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 they think that the rings are much, much older. They don't, they don't, they sort of remind them of the Doctor Strange weapons at Comertage. They said that when Shang-Chi took over the rings and started using their power yeah. that they felt it yeah. at Comertage. So these rings, I think, are going to be a much, have a much bigger meaning. And uh, you don't know much about him, but I'm, I don't think they're going to do it for the sequel to Shang-Chi, but the th- I'm sure he's going to get a trilogy. He seems like the character that they would give a Probably. Trilogy. Definitely with this tease of, like, because, like, it seems like this is coming a big thing. These rings are going to play some hefty role, so I'm sure we'll get a bit with him, for sure. So, I don't know for sure what's going to happen, but there's a Legend of a Dragon that would be perfect for the Shang-Chi movies, and that's Fing, uh, Fin Fang Foom. Fing Fang Foom, that sounds Finn. like a joke. Fin Fang Foom. Fing Fang Foo. Fing Fang Foo. Fing Fang Foo. It's not Fing. There's no gut. It's not like Shung. Hong Kong Fooey. But it was a big, big, powerful dragon, and I would love to see them bring that uh, Yeah, so I really liked all the Chinese mythology and the the mixing, and I I think, like, that's... It's perfect to continue with that. So, yeah, hopefully... And Fing Fang Foo was, like, a big Avengers-level threat, just so you know. It wasn't just a Shang-Chi... Like he, like he's like when you evil, see this image, he's, he's massive, and it took multi multiple yeah. Avengers. So to... we're yeah, we're kind of we're kind of getting to this uh, the the this whole segment coming up for the next ten x years of Marvel is becoming like magic now. It seems Doctor Strange is getting real heavy. The the multiverse is. I wonder what that's magic do. space scale. The Ten Rings are. Apparently, sending out a signal that across space time, so that's magic in space. So we're we're moving on to this magic in space level. Eternals Sorry. is coming out. Magic space level. Before we before we finish up, there was one more thing. There was one more final credit scene after all the credits. That's uh, right. We're walking. We find out just before that that the sister went back to the compound to what to what we thought she said. He said she's there to clean up everything or to so take care of business. Be- continue to dismantle it and shut it all down. So I thought rings. that that's what we think. She's shutting it down, but it turns out she's actually renovating it and taking it but over surprise, herself. she turns it into a punk rock, graffiti ridden, ten ring style. And we get the message that the ten rings will return. And you immediately said Disney Plus, probably, who knows. Yeah, so yeah, instead of like Shang-Chi will return, we get the ten wing, the ten rings. The ten wings. The ten wings will wait time. We're turning to Japanese time, now. And you'll be real fine. Be it's a, nice a little bit racist. It's a little racist. <laughs> You're saying wings instead but of yeah, rings. But the, yeah, the fact that it said the ten rings will return, and that's the, the organization of the people, I was like, they're not going to do a movie of that because like the movie's gonna be Shang-Chi and I was like oh this is gonna be like a TV show not that that's bad I think it's mm-hmm. interesting but interesting choice that they're going that way they're keeping the Ten Ring organization alive I was like huh uh, so interesting my final thought um, great movie perfect origin um, did a lot better than I thought it was gonna be um, 
I'm really curious. Well, I guess this this would be a, this is another conversation because this is the future of Marvel. We could go into that for a while, but I will say mm-hmm. from this point, I'm there's a rumor around saying that they should reintroduce Iron Fist with Shang Chi, and mm-hmm. I think they could totally do different for the title. This is just basic titles for Shang-Chi but if he did a trilogy like the first one's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings next could be Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Iron Fist and then the third one could be like Shang-Chi and the Legend of Fing Fang Foom or something like that I like putting that the legend of yeah I like that Def- definitely that, with that the, sounds that, more that blends that Chinese mythology yeah. style to it and all that and kind of I don't know if they're gonna go with that because it with sounds repetitive yeah they'll probably not do that but Anyway, I'm super excited to see where the Marvel universe goes from him for him from there. Um, but yes. next on our round of Marvel movies will be the Eternals. Yes. All the, all the actors were really good. I gotta, I gotta point out that all the actors and actresses were really good in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. There weren't really any low. I mean, the only one I felt like didn't do too bad, but not that great was the. Um, the sister. No, who's, the, who's the, like the, the the Razor Fist. Oh, yeah. He yeah, was yeah. okay. He, he, he didn't do he much. He just played but... a big... I mean, he he did his role. <laughs> he played the big brute guy. He's the guy playing uh, Krieg in the Borderlands movie. <laughs> That's funny. It's fitting. He looks just like him. He does. Oh, but I think that wraps it up for today. But uh, yes, all, all the acting was very good. Very, very good origin. And it did so well to, like, make... To take a movie that's an origin movie and also, like, blend it right in to fit right in with the Marvel Universe. Yep, like, it, it, it did... It still, just... It slotted right in and everything felt... Nothing felt forced. Nothing felt like, oh, that's how you're, like, getting them in. Like, it all... Which is funny because Black fit Widow still feels really like well. that. I really believe that if Black Widow had come out before yeah. or after Civil War, like where I mean it's based after Civil yeah. War, but like in that those couple years, yeah, it would have been so much better. But I don't know. I just I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know. Let me just not talk about it anymore. But yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm very pleased with the movie. Very very much enjoyed it. Loved loved the cultural acknowledgement was really good like I'm trying to compare it to kind of like Black Panther because like Black Panther was a big cultural well, they thing they both did good on, and, on doing and that. Black Panther to me seemed like a little like a hair more like forced with like cultural stuff than this movie did this yeah. movie was a little more subtle on it but still did like really really well but right, I just Black Panther was literally like almost all in yeah Wakanda but I, I think that just that's because like the Chinese mythology and stuff is on the magical scale and that just that fixes so well with Marvel right now where they're at with space and magic and stuff. So it just I think it blended in a lot easier than the Wakanda stuff, which is technologically based and all that jazz. Right. So we have a Twitter. We have a Twitter it's at expect E N T M T at expect E N T M. N T. Sorry, at expect E N T M T. I messed that up. I don't know why. It's a crappy Twitter name. We know, but we're, we're we gotta work it. with what we got. Uh, we will eventually have an Instagram. I'm gonna keep bringing it up yeah, until I make it. We have an Instagram. It's so, at expect entertainment. That one's easy to say. I wonder if we have any followers. 
there's uh, I followed it, but oh, there's God. no posts, so it's just a blank. You'll know if you found the right one if it's blank at the moment. It's just blank and has few <laughs> followers, like so many other empty derelict pages that never uh, got yeah. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> that being said, I'm your host Tanner, and I hope you enjoyed this fabulous episode. And with me, as always, I'm Glenn. This movie was really dope. Anything to declare? Go see it. If if you if you're not big into the Marvel movies and stuff, like this is a really good one to like to and sit down and watch. Cause like like you said, definitely with it being more Chinese mythology and stuff, it can kind of sit out on its own. Apart from you don't have to watch. I mean, if I didn't know twenty four other Marvel movies, if I didn't know it was Marvel, I would I would think it could be a standalone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing that you have to see beforehand or afterhand that ties it in. The stuff that ties it in is like like Wong's arc and stuff, all that jazz, which you don't really need to know particularly to watch and enjoy this movie. I didn't think about it, but did they mention Iron Man in the movie? I think we talked about that. I think this was the first movie that didn't, finally. I, can't, I saw it twice and I can't remember it. I feel like that would have stuck out to me. I think I think we talked about I, it. That I noticed. I noticed ever since Endgame, Iron Man yeah. is mentioned in every scene yeah. in the show. Every single show. He's I can't remember up. if he is or not. No, Mandarin mentions him when they meet Ben Kingsley. He kind he kind of talks about how he, he like does. went and, up against Iron Man. Oh, and, uh, and Trevor uh, Trevor Slattery. He said, uh, "My boss and I had a boss. Right. And Iron Man blew him up. So yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> he did mention. So him. he sure. does get mentioned." He will always get mentioned. I I'm, I'm, I can't believe they, they <laughs> like, still find a way it. to put him to just name him. And it's just so great. But anyway, that's all for today. Yes, that Until is it. Until next time, I'm Tanner again. I'm Glenn. Signing off. Kung, adios. Kung Fu Hustle. Something. That poster was on his wall. Fighting stuff. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, the Kung Fu there Hustle go. poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sayonara. Bon voyage. <laughs>